Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me, and shout out Oregon. Oregon is number one the past 30 days listening, tuning in. So that was a sleeper. Usually when that happens, it's because somebody binges. Uh, a couple people binge a lot of episodes. Um, looks like somebody in Oregon uh, in one day listen to half of the episodes. What are we? We're we got to be close to 350 to 400 episodes, right? Somebody listen to half. So shout out Oregon. Appreciate you tuning in. Right behind Oregon's Pennsylvania, then Maine, then New York, and then Minnesota. Minnesota has been at the top of the list now uh, for like top, top 10 now for top five even for probably a year. So I don't know who I know from Minnesota, I would love for you to reach out. I'm just super curious uh, who I have in Minnesota that's tuning in every single day, it seems like. But I appreciate all your, uh, all of you, for real. I mean, we've, we're in all 50 states. We literally have a listener. May, might not be every day, but the, for the past, what the hell was that guy doing? But for the past 30 days, um, sorry, for the past six months, we've had at least one tune in in every single one of the 50 states in the last six months, or maybe it was 90 days. I don't know. I got to go back and look at the metrics, but, um, thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. We're up like over this point last month, we're up 40%, which is crazy. Cause last month was a huge month. Dude, we just keep growing month to month to month to month. And, uh, it's all thanks to you guys for, um, sharing and, uh, you know, I love it when somebody comes up to me at the gym or something and says, hey, man, I heard you had a podcast. I'd love to, you know, what is it? That's 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 a that's a good feeling. Because, again, I don't, you know, I don't make any money from doing this. I don't charge you guys anything. I'm not selling a service. I'm not doing this as a way to get you to buy into my consulting program or, you know, I, didn't, I never mentioned any of that stuff. Um, I just do this because I want to help. I want to help you. Um. I'm going to run inside, grab an energy drink real quick, and then uh, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty today, and we're going to talk about... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I like these up times because there's no sugar, and they also have L-theanine, which is good. It keeps you from getting jittery. Ugh, excuse me. Well, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, thank you. To everybody that tunes in. Um, in fact, I've paid way more money out in contests and stuff than I've. It was monetized at one point, and I just shut it off because I appreciate the support and all that. But um, we just weren't getting the traction that we needed, like for a studio. So I'll just build one with my own money. And <laughs> so, uh, you need to do something. You want to get something done. You got to do it yourself. So. I was thinking about this year and what some of my financial goals were. Um, I really want to, one of my main goals is to have seven figures relatively liquid, not just sitting in a bank rotting because that's stupid, but like between easy to access investment accounts where I could go in, post a trade, pull the funds. You know what I mean? Um, my goal by the end of this year is to have seven figures liquid. So over a million dollars. Really, the, the number in my head is five million. Um, 
because at, at, at that point, I the, the the financial game is so rigged, and I've 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 moved from this is bullshit, I want no part of it, um, to well, why don't we learn how to play the rules? You know what I mean? As 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 fake and gay as they are, let's try to play the rules because it's there's you're if you're normal like a normal person doesn't realize how how I'm trying to think of the way to say it. this the deck is just stacked against you it's like you're playing what's that game at the casino where you got to get to 21 that's blackjack right it's like the dealer is always going to get to 21 because he always knows what's next at the deck you know what I mean? Like, he's always got the next best car. If he's at 19, if you're at 19, he's somehow going to get to 21. If you're at 20, he's still going to somehow get to 21. That's going through life as a normal, normal person. And I want to talk to you about why. Number one, financial literacy, in my opinion, is intentionally overlooked in public schools. What did they teach you? I can remember our one finance class. We learned how to balance a checkbook. Well, what's that good for? Paying bills. That's all they want. They want you to know how to pay your bill. That's it. So they get their money. Here, let's teach them how to be really good at paying bills. What's all the financial talk that we hear? You know, it's like good debt, paying bills. It's never like, all right, this is how you become completely free financially. You never hear that stuff in any of these classes and courses and none of these schools. So number one, financial literacy is intentionally overlooked. You do not learn what an option is. You do not learn what a brokerage is. You do not learn what, you don't learn what anything is. You don't learn what um, life, how life insurance policies work and how you can use them as investments with index universals and all this. You don't learn any of this stuff in school and it's intentional. It's intentional. So number one, financial literacy is intentionally overlooked. Well, Mike, I remember in one class I'm talking about across the board. People aren't taught how to invest. People aren't taught how to think about money. People are taught a scarcity mentality. Okay, now I need you to listen to me very, very carefully. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but at 31 years old, I have made millions of dollars. Okay, and I never, ever had the mindset of, well, I'm going to. I gotta not spend so that I could pay this and then I gotta worry about my bills. And so this is what I'm getting at. You're taught to think that money is scarce and hard to come by when it is the exact opposite. How have can you think in recent memory of a day where you did not spend money just one day where you spent zero dollars? Or that you weren't in an environment where money was being spent, where transactions were taking place. Impossible. Even when you're not intentionally spending money, it's still coming out of your bank account. Is it not? Oh, forgot Sling TV's coming out. YouTube TV's coming out. This subscription's coming. It's, it's coming out every day. There are 
trillions of dollars floating around the whole damn world. Trillions. So to believe that money is scarce is ridiculous and untrue. That's number one. To believe that it is hard to come by, I could understand that a little bit more. But when you realize money flows to people with solutions, I want to be able to see my grandma and Bangkok, Thailand's face in Boise, Idaho. Okay? Well, who provided FaceTime, iPhone, Apple, trillions? Boom, done. I want to be able to drive, I want to be able to travel from point A to point B 50 times faster than walking. Boom, here's a vehicle, money flow, General Motors, Ford Company, etc. Right? Money flows to people that solve problems. I want AI technology to be uh, accessible to the average person. Boom, now you got all these AI bots and these guys that walk around with the key to AI in their backpack and they're worth billions of dollars and they don't actually own anything. It's just money flows to people that have solutions to other people's problems. I need a haircut. I need, I can't do it myself. Who do I pay? Pay a barber. Barber makes money. Money flows to him. He's solving a problem for me. So you get paid. I want you to listen to me. You get paid in proportion to the size of the problems that you solve. You solve little problems, you make little wee-wee money. You solve big problems, you make big boom-boom money. <laughs> so, one example would be my staffing company. Especially, we work with some financial advisors now. We work, we, we, we work with a lot of different industries. But, it's, it's first of all, it's very expensive and it's very time consuming to staff, especially in life insurance where there's such a high turnover. Second, many of these companies, if you do not have a certain number of new people, like brand new licensed agents writing policies on a month to month basis, you could lose most of your income via bonuses. So people will pay me two grand a week to make sure that they get their $10,000 a month bonus. You see what I'm saying? So I solve, me and my team, we solve big problems, so we get paid big money. That's how we were able to start a company that made over a million and a half dollars its very first full year. Our first line defense company. I'm a first-time gun owner. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I walk into the shop. Everything's scary. I don't... Okay. Boom. You're going to walk up to an iPad. It's going to scan your... Get this, guys. It's going to scan your hand. It's going to measure X amount of thousands of points on your hand using... I won't tell you what kind of technology because it's patented and it's super secret, but... Um, and it's going to put you on... It's going to essentially fit a handgun to your hand. It's going to tell you what in that store's inventory is the best possible fit for your hand size using all kinds of measurements. Incredible, right? Big problem solved. Big problem. Problem from the consumer standpoint, I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And then the gun store, how many people walk into a gun store and they want to buy a gun and they shit their pants and leave because they're afraid. I've seen it happen. 
Big problem solved. That's why that's going to be a major moneymaker. By the way, we're launching. Tell your friends, tell your family, hide your wife. Because we're coming for her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just <laughs> make sure uh, mid-February, well, we're <laughs> February, we're launching. So keep your eye out for it. It's been a grind to build. What I've got such great business partners in that that have poured their just their heart and soul into that company. Um, it's just incredible. Anyways, so big problem going to be solved. That's where money flows. Okay, and if we don't solve anybody's problems, then we'll go bankrupt. It's just that's what I did. I'll, I'll declare chapter seven and I'll restart. It's just that's how it goes. <laughs> So you, so, okay, all right, all right. So going back to what we were saying before. Um, what, 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 oh, yeah, money's scarce. Number one is the first bullshit thing that you need to get out of your head because money's literally everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> Picture people walking around with dollar signs over their heads and bank account numbers. Like, just imagine people as balances and try to figure out how you can get those people to spend... To spend their money with you. There's nothing wrong with thinking that way. They're going to spend it somewhere. Why not with you? Dude, that's why, like, if I were... If I had to, like, just restart, I would totally revolutionize personal training. That's... If I were to get into a next industry, that's what I would do. I would I would make some kind of freak animal program. i just turn people into genetic freaks of nature somehow. Get in their DNA. Um, <laughs> anyways. So... First off, it's not taught, okay, intentionally, totally intentionally. The public education system is there to make good little worker bees that shut their mouths and pay their taxes. <laughs> Number two, we think it's scarce. Number three, we think it's hard to come by, okay? Number four, fear. You're too afraid of being broke, so you're broke. I'm going to say this again. You're too afraid of being broke, so you're broke. Do you know how many broke people I know that are afraid of going broke that are already broke? <laughs> it's, it's, it's so many of them. So many people I know are afraid of going broke but are already broke. It's like it's, it's like they've got like something on their forehead that they can't see that I can see and they're like they're afraid that they look stupid. And I'm like, well you do. They look in the mirror and they still can't see it. That's that's what I feel like talking to some of these people. I'm not trying to be an ass. It's just, it's the reality of the situation. Fear prevents people from taking shots that they otherwise might have taken. So, you know, business opportunities, investment opportunities, starting your own company. People are so afraid. So afraid. That's another business I'm going to do. That's I just thought of that the other night before I was going to bed. Thank you, God, for reminding me of that business idea. I'm going to start a small business consulting company where we help you get up off the ground because file your LLC, make sure that you file it in the right state because there's some states you definitely want to be incorporated in. Uh, just all of the mistakes I've ever made, I'm going to help you avoid. That's what I'm going to do. Boom. Money's going to flow to that solution from people with problems. But fear. People are afraid. And it's just, it, you're not going to die. You know what I mean? 
it's it, you, you going through a couple really hard months. Trust me, is not going to kill you. Now you might start drinking a little bit more. You might start eating some shittier food. Yeah, uh, man, your sleep's going to take a toll. It's probably going to take a little bit of time off the end of your life. You know what I mean? But being broke's not going to kill you. Okay, taking a risk is not going to kill you. Now, I'm not telling you to go take out a second mortgage on your house and throw it in Ethereum or something like that. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I, what I am saying is you can't be afraid to take, like money, scared people don't make money. Let me, let me say this one more time. Scared people don't make money. Because you play it too safe. You know how many people play it safe their whole lives and they think they got it all figured out and the, the economy crashes again like was probably going to happen here soon. We're on the verge of something, especially with this shit going on in Yemen. Yemen, however you pronounce that third world shithole. Um, there's, we, we got some we got some real, though I think the whole supply chain, I think they're intentionally trying to crash the dollar. Um, so you planned your whole life, you played it safe your whole life, you got your little 401k, and what happens when the economy tanks? Your 401k turns into a 201k. Oopsie, oops, oopsie. It's, I wasn't about trying to be nasty. You know, and then it's it, then it goes turns into a 100.5k. And then, a, and then a 50, what would that be? 50.25K. 50 and then before you know, you got a 0K. You started with a 401K, now you got a 000K. You know what I'm saying, man? Dude, you could, you could prepare your whole life and save. The, the world's not like it used to be, bro. It's not like you get some bonds, you know what I mean, from the bank. And you save, put money in a savings account. You get a decent interest rate. And you got your job at the steel mill, you know, and you just banking your money. You get, you know, you don't have a whole lot of debt, dude. Now inflation, the wars, the corruption, the cor just the deep state corruption in the banks. And it's all, you might as well just go all or nothing. You know, what I was joking earlier about not taking out a second mortgage on your house and throwing it at Ethereum, I'm, just, I'm not giving financial advice on this podcast, by the way, but that's, you know, maybe that's not such a bad idea because you could just keep your house as it. And here's the thing. You don't even own it anyways. Go ahead. Don't pay property taxes. See what happens to your house. Oh, we got the house paid off, Carla, finally. Nope. No, you don't. Property taxes there, Skippy. Mm. Wait until the city wants to build a Walmart there. You know what that's called? Eminent domain. You know what you get if they come and take your house due to eminent domain? You get a fucking coupon. Sorry. <laughs> I get this stuff makes me really mad. You get a coupon and uh, a trailer. There you go. Go figure it out. <laughs> oh, I got a coupon to Walmart. <laughs> All these people out here couponing and saving receipts. And it's just... It's, what a miserable existence. I'm sorry. I just, I, I see these people, and I know some people need to use them to afford things, but like the people, the penny pinchers, that is such a miserable existence. 
Like, just go make more money. Damn it. Go make more money. Instead of worrying about, like, I hear people throw the, the price of gas, the price of gas, the price. If a 20 cent swing in the price of gas is either going to make or break your week, you've got more serious problems to pay attention to. That's the last thing. Let's end on this because I'm almost to the gym. People give attention to the wrong problems. The price of gas, the price of eggs, the this, that, the other thing. What the stock market is or isn't doing. Now, I'm not saying to be not be aware of these things. It's not, it's not at all what I'm saying. But for goodness sake, there's nothing that you bitching about the price of gas and eggs in the stock market and your uncle's blue suede shoes is going to do to save you any time, energy, effort, and make you any more money. You can't change anything. You can't. So all of this time spent obsessing over things that don't matter is just, it's more time that should have been investing, invested in a business idea. Like if you took all of that anxiety, that's what I do. Some nights I get so overwhelmed with anxiety that it feels like the world around me is going to implode and I'm going to die and go to hell. That's, that's my worst fear. And which I'm saved, I should worry, but it's just you quit. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that today. The whole questioning the salvation thing is just I, anyways. You, I take that energy and I put it into something constructive, something that I can control instead of sitting there worrying about what do you think? I don't worry about the end times, bro. Do you think I don't worry about nuclear holocaust? Do you think I don't think about these things? you see this type of stuff I post on Instagram? If anybody's worried about this shit, it's me. But I take that energy off of something I have no control over. And I put it into something that I can control. Do you see what I'm saying? So you need to stop focusing on, Oh, the gas prices went up. I don't give a shit, Deborah. I don't care. I haven't looked at gas prices in 10 years. It could be $10 a gallon tomorrow. I still wouldn't notice. Because what, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do? So hopefully this was helpful today to some of you to get you thinking the right way about money. Okay? It's everywhere. It's in abundance. It flows to the people that solve problems. You've got to stop focusing on the wrong problems and start focusing on creating opportunities for yourself. All right. Love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.